Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And this week, we're checking out the new Netflix post-apocalyptic comedy drama, Daybreak. So stay tuned to the end to learn how BJ would survive in a new world. By avoiding everyone and just taking care of myself. That's the secret. I would love to think that we would team up and do an amazing job together. But honestly, I would be on my own as well. Yeah, we team up in like five years after everyone else is gone. Yes. And we have no threats left. We would be like that Paul Rudd meme from First We Feast where he's like, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? We'd have like a little award ceremony. Congrats to you. We could give each other dundies like best kill to make it. (laughs) (laughs) Whitest kids. That would be hard in a dusty Mad Max world. So me too. What happened in Daybreak? Daybreak is centered around Josh Wheeler, who's played by Colin Ford, and he is the lone survivor of a post-apocalyptic Glendale and a high school student at the same time, or former, school is gone, society is gone. And everyone over 18 in this new world has either turned into goo or become a ghoulie, which is a zombie-like figure, not to be confused with the Riverdale gang. And Glendale is now split up into different factions defined by the clubs that the students were in, like the 4-H crew, the jocks, the disciples of Kardashia, and the stem punks, which I love that name. And Josh has now spent six months on his own since he was a new transfer to the school from Canada and hadn't had time yet to fall in with a click. In this first episode, he rescues Angelica, who is a 10-year-old genius pyromaniac, played by Olivia Allen Lind, and they form a trio with West Wesley Fists, played by Austin Crute. You'll actually recognize him as Justin Bieber from Atlanta. That's a great episode of that show. And he is a pacifist samurai in Daybreak, trying to atone for his past sins as a jock. And their mission overall is to, of course, survive the elements, but also survive the other survivors and these different factions and find out what happened to Sam Dean, played by Sophie Simnet, who is Josh's crush and I think fated. So you're rooting for them. You want Josh to find Sam and for them to reunite and live together for the rest of however long they can survive on the supplies in his apartment. So I always have mixed thoughts on post-apocalyptic worlds because this is something I've discussed often with friends. I don't know what that says about me. (laughs) But you and I share a good friend and she and I are of the belief that what quality of life will you have in a post-apocalyptic world when the name of the game is just survival? So like you and I at the top of this, your best chance at survival is being on your own, finding this hole or whatever to hide in, arming yourself with as many supplies as possible, and then living that out. Not a great quality of life. I go back and forth on whether it'd be worth it for someone like Josh to link up with Sam, shorten his lifespan potentially, but have a happier life than just being on your own. So you're saying it might be best to just go ahead, live your best few weeks, do whatever you've wanted to do, finish off that bucket list and then let the apocalypse take you out. I feel like that was the plot of the movie Passenger as well. Would not recommend that to our listeners. Oh, on the spaceship. What a movie. They spent a lot on that too. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence made a big fat check. Good for her. So what did you think of Josh's crew? He was 
very reluctant to form a team. And I don't think he really has. It's just more like two people keep following him around. The most interesting part of the show to me is that in this whole new world where all bets are off, all adults are gone. So young people, in theory, are running this society. They still fall under those structures of we're the jocks, we're the stem punk kids, we're the disciples of Kardashian. And it's sweet to see these three people who didn't fit in with those crews link up. But I like that it's not all warm and fuzzy. Angelica is a little spitfire. She is, I think, the leader of that crew, not Josh. And I like that it's rough around the edges too. The name of the game is survival. So I foresee many bonding moments between them, but I also see them challenging each other to step their game up to make sure that they all live. Do you see Angelica or Wesley turning on Josh or leaving him behind? Or do you think they really are reluctantly going to have each other's backs? There will most likely be an episode or two where they split up or maybe there's even a cliffhanger and where it doesn't look like they'll link back up. I think we're going to see them always come back to each other. So what did you think of this apocalyptic world that they set? So it's based on a comic by Brian Ralph and it's all about Josh. And so there is probably some bias there, but we're also just seeing this world in a very bright and almost positive viewpoint because he's a very upbeat character. Do you like this? portrayal of the apocalypse. What interested me about the apocalypse is the fact that only young people are left. And so we had moments where these young people were saying things like, there are no more gendered expectations or they would use terms and then someone else would check them. And in this new society of very few people, those things can actually be resolved. So for a moment in my mind, I was imagining if we could just allow young people to run the world, would we solve climate change? I guess what climate do you have in a (laughs) post-apocalyptic world? I mean, we wouldn't use fossil fuels anymore. People would tamp down the hairspray. So it was cool to see that. And the fact that this apocalypse only affected people over the age of 18 makes it really interesting to me. So at one point in an aside, Josh said that he thinks that this was some sort of biological terrorism. I'd love to know more about why that happened. This reminded me of The Society, another apocalyptic scenario, but a really interesting perspective of what would adolescents do if they could rule the world? What kind of world would they create for themselves? What kind of laws or rules would they decide to put in place, if any? And I think this series really does speak to Gen Z and how they want anything to go. They're really just molding this new world in a way that fits each of their needs and interests. And I think that's pretty fascinating. It's dope. And it makes me excited for when young people take over. We still need a few more generations so we get there. How did the violence and gore affect your interest in the series? For my fellow babies, it does get really bloody. I had to look away. It's funny because the show is told almost entirely from Josh's perspective. He breaks the fourth wall often, so he lulls you into this comfort. And Colin Ford is so charming in his portrayal of this character that you have fun and you're smiling and you're watching this Ferris Bueller Mad Max show play out. And then all of a sudden, a 
knife is lodged into a hand. So just a heads up for my fellow babies. If you watch, make sure to look away like I did, but also take the extra step of taking your headphones out if you're watching with headphones or muting because the noises were maybe worse than if I had just seen it in action because my imagination ran with the sounds that I heard. You've been warned. Based on the flashbacks we've seen, does Sam Dean seem worth going after? Yes. Not because of who she is. I mean, she seems cool and they seem compatible, but it's told from (laughs) Josh's perspective, which is skewed because she could be the first person he's had a real crush on. He's new to Glendale. So who knows if that actually would work out. But he was new to that school, so he didn't have other friends. His mom worked wild hours. And then, of course, the apocalypse took her away. His father lived in a different city. So Sam is all he had. I think searching for her gives him purpose. Makes sense. What else are you fighting for at that point? Other than your own survival, I think he just needs something outside of himself to look for. That's a good point. In the apocalypse, goals are really important because survival is only going to fuel you for so long. You don't want to get to a sense of hopelessness. While I question whether Sam really is this ultimate end goal for him, it definitely is good to have something to go after, to seek. Even if the end goal is not worth being an end goal. Yeah, it definitely gives him purpose. Whether you're trying to find girlfriends, whether you're trying to recruit people to your gang, whether you're trying to kidnap people for fun and make them perform on stage in a band. You gotta have hobbies because our minds are gonna keep on running. I imagine you would maybe build your camp in a library and that would fuel you for several months. That's true, Despite being on a podcast with you about television, my first love is reading. I put down several books a month. And with nothing else to do, you can up that to (laughs) several dozen a month. Yeah, I guess the first few weeks might be peaceful of finally getting through books that I've been meaning to read for a while. Now that I don't have to work for money, because what is money? I would still want just to have. It'd be nice. I've always wanted to roll in a bed of money. And I would just want gold. Maybe that'll be valuable again. Some diamonds, just in case. What would your apocalypse end goal or even hobby be? I think I would explore, look for a nice, fresh, untainted place (laughs) in the world (laughs) with some nice green grass, happy, peaceful place, kind of going on a never-ending road trip. This would be my chance to visit every state. Oh, I like that thinking. In my mind, initially, I'm picturing you like Thanos in that remote cabin, but you're doing that 50 states. Yeah, I got to keep moving. Don't want to settle down. I don't want you to know where I'm at. Well, how will we link up? I imagine one day we'll just cross paths. I'd like to think so. How did you feel about the breaking of the fourth wall and Josh being the storyteller who really handholds you through the story because you see it played out, but then you also have his commentary of what's going on? I really liked that aspect. And I mentioned this while we were watching. It gave me strong Scott Pilgrim versus the World vibes, which is an awesome movie and awesome graphic novel series. Recommend both. But in particular with the movie, they break the fourth wall several times and 
and they do the same thing that they did in Daybreak and that you'll sometimes have text and drawings and extra details put on the screen so you feel like you are reading a comic book instead of just watching a movie. And I think that plays into Josh being the narrator where he can talk to you and it makes it more immersive where it really does feel like, okay, I'm reading this comic book that's live and then I can get some extra information that you would only get from a narrator because Josh can now literally turn to the camera and give me a message, which also makes the flashbacks more fun. And they can use it as a misdirect because we only know as much as Josh knows and we only have the perspective of this teenager in this new world. So if he's missing information, we're missing information. So it's a cool way to give us a red herring. That's a really good point. Because now that you mentioned that, I don't feel like there's more that I want to know that Josh hasn't found out yet. I'm comfortable learning about this world at the same pace as him. He paces it well, though I do think that his narration plus playing it out, plus the over-the-top captions, plus the sometimes pen scrawling onto the screen almost like sports plays is maybe a little bit of overkill for the joke, but we do get them all, so I like that. Gotta make it clear. All right, Beach, are you ready to rate Netflix's Daybreak? Let's do it. What would you give it? I would watch again casually. Ooh. This sort of show is typically not interesting to me. I don't know that I would have clicked on it had our listeners not asked for a review, but I'm really glad that we watched it. It's cool. And for my fellow people who are not super into, I don't know if you would call this fantasy, but these sort of alternative world stories, this is a really fun one. And it's rooted in such humanity that it's universally appealing. We are not in a post-apocalyptic world, but you do know what it feels like to have an unrequited love or trying to fit in or making friends with some misfits while you're figuring yourself out. And I really liked it. It's a funny show. And yet it's also a sweet show. How do you feel about it? I am in the same boat. I would watch again casually. I'm down for this ride. I want to follow this journey in this post-apocalyptic world. I'm really interested in this trio that has formed and what misadventures they're going to end up going down as they look for Sam. I'm also curious about the greater mythology of the world. Is Josh's mom still out there? Will she show up as this ghouly character or has she turned into goo? I also think there's some more flashbacks we could see that might provide hints and details. Maybe Josh does know a little bit more about what happened. So I'm in it for the the 10 episode season. Prediction. I'm a bit suspicious of the principal as well because I don't think they would take the time to hire Matthew Broderick for this role to draw these Ferris Bueller comparisons if they weren't going to use him more substantially than just flashbacks of establishing Josh's story. This is like a class, Apocalypse 101. I'm just saying, I see more out of Matthew Broderick's character. He plays the principal of the school. And even if his story doesn't pop up on the show, it could pop up on the supplemental podcast that Daybreak is releasing. Well, listen to that and let me know. And our listeners can also check out more of our reviews at thepilotpodcast.com. You can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platforms, leave us a five-star rating and review to help others discover us, and consider supporting us at patreon.com slash thepilotpod, where you can get exclusive content. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the pilot pod you can like us on facebook at the pilot podcast you can send thoughts feelings your apocalypse strategies are you going at it alone are you teaming up with a crew to ask the pilot podcast at gmail.com thanks for listening bye